put our stake in the ground and said, we are going to create a yearly report on the state of sports hiring. What feedback are we hearing from those who are unemployed or searching? What are we hearing from sports employers? But when there's churn like that, there's a lot of job openings and job filling, that means there's opportunity. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Big week this week, five different interviews set up for the Work in Sports Podcast. As everybody listening knows, we do an expert interview every Wednesday. On Mondays, we handle a fan question. Wednesdays, expert interviews, ranging from anybody from like Lee Steinberg and Felicia Douglas and Jennifer Keene and... Uh, Dan Duquette and all these amazing people in the sports industry, people that you've heard of, people you may not have heard of, but are doing really cool jobs in the industry uh, and then you can learn from. So coming up later this week, we're going to do five interviews. First one of which, which we'll turn around right away and debut this Wednesday, is with Mike Nelligan. Mike Nelligan is the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer for Vayner Sports. Vayner Sports is the sports arm of Gary Vaynerchuk's media empire. For those of you who don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, he is the most disruptive and popular talent in digital marketing, media, and social media. The guy is a bundle of energy to say the least, but also is incredibly innovative, incredibly disruptive, has a different view on just about everything and approaches things in a very aggressive manner. And he turned his media empire, I mean, these guys got like seven books and he's New York Times bestseller and blah, blah, blah. And no jealousy here, <laughs> but <laughs> but he uh, he turned his media empire and said, you know what? I'm a huge sports fan. I want a sports agency too. And so they started out launching just in football, but now they're in baseball, combat sports, esports, and they are taking over, man. It's really cool. I'm excited for this conversation with Mike too, because they look at things a little differently. So it's just a fun way to carve up what's happening in the sports industry right now. We'll have that conversation. We'll publish that on Wednesday. I've also got interviews coming from college athletics. I've got interviews coming from sports betting. I've got interviews coming from sports content creation on The Athletic. Um, Really cool stuff coming in. Uh, I'm excited to really dig into it. But today, it's Monday, we're going to talk through a fan question normally. But today, we're actually going to zig when, you know, normally we zag. Uh, We created at Work in Sports, powered by iHire. As you all know, we got acquired by iHire, and it's awesome. We started... Our first ever, we put our stake in the ground and said, we are going to create a yearly report on the state of sports hiring. And this feels like the right time to do it because so much is changing. So much has changed. So much is continuing to change. We just went through a crazy two-year period where people were getting laid off, pay cuts, furloughed, no events, craziness in the sports industry. So it seemed like the right time to say, okay, everybody, where are we right now? Where are you feeling? How are you doing? How do you feel about what's going on? So we conducted this survey. We got back a lot of respondents. We're very happy with the results so far. It'll continue to grow every year, but there's some really interesting findings we can take away from it. So let's dive in. Let's talk about it a little bit. Now, I will publish the report in the show notes for this episode. So if you go to workinsports.com and you go to our career advice, our blog, you will see this episode in there. And you should make sure that you look at this report because it's really well done. It's well-researched. It's well-designed. Our designer, Chris Culp, knocked it out of the park. It looks beautiful. There's just a lot of really great information we can take from it. On top of that, I want you all to do me a favor. Apple Podcasts started this new thing. Now, 90% of our audience listens to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, which means we're highly over-indexed to one provider. But they added this new function where you can set a download automatically 
for the shows that you are most a fan of, or you could do it for all of them if you want, but I'm just trying to throw it out there that this one's your favorite. I would love for you to turn that on and automatically download when we publish new episodes. Because sometimes I think some of you out there are like, oh yeah, I forgot that you're creating two new shows a week and that it's amazing content and that I love it and I learn from it every time. So I don't want you to forget. I want you to be automatically downloading it. Set that, click that, hit that little button, make it happen. I do this for, I have five podcasts that I listen to religiously. I did that for them and it's so nice. It's so convenient. So I want to be in your top five. All right, let's get back to the purpose of this conversation. State of sports hiring. Yes. Okay. One of the major things we wanted to find out is the concept of the great resignation. This idea that people are leaving their jobs because they are unhappy and they're analyzing their lives and saying, hey, this ain't good enough for me. We wanted to know how that's hitting the sports industry because the sports industry does tend to be different than other industries. Somebody may be saying to themselves, yeah, I don't want to be in accounting anymore. I don't want to be in manufacturing anymore. It just is not making me happy. We haven't traditionally seen that with sports. People are like, no, 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 I want to work in sports. I want to go to that area. It's something I'm passionate about. Um, so we're wondering, like, what does this mean? What does their great resignation mean? So let's dig into the data a little bit. When we conducted our survey, 33%, actually 32.5, let's make it 33 because I like round numbers and I can say a third now. Uh, a third of respondents were unemployed. So 33% of the people that responded were unemployed. And here's the crazy stat. This, this one kind of blew me away. 58% were employed, but either actively or passively seeking a new job. Now, that does not mean everybody's fleeing the boat and getting out of the sports industry, 58% of people. It could mean that they're looking for another job within the sports industry. It could mean that they're looking to upgrade, change sports, relocate, whatever. But still, the fact that 58% of the people are not happy where they're currently sitting and looking for something else is kind of staggering, right? Only 5% of our respondents were employed and not seeking a job. That's crazy, right? Now, I will tell you, as we zero in on this, and as we talk to more people, both in this quantitative analysis and in a qualitative way where we just talk to them, one of the areas that's been hardest hit is college athletics. College athletics are notorious in a way because they're amazing opportunities, and it's really cool to be a part of college athletics. I love college athletics. But... They don't always pay amazing and they have high, high, high responsibilities, long hours, a lot of demands. And some people were finding in college sports when, when they got furloughed last year or they got, they, their job wasn't brought back, they went and found other things and have stayed there or have gone on to some other part of the industry. College sports is struggling a little bit to replenish in their openings. We just had a great report written by Chad Tuaro and our team on uh, the state of college athletics now, which is also on the blog, which I suggest you read. It's a really great report. It's extremely interesting. He's breaking it into multiple parts, but it's about the future of, of employment in college athletics. And he talked to a lot of really great sources. So if you're interested in college sports, you should definitely check that out. So... What feedback are we hearing from those who are unemployed or searching? What are, what are we hearing from these people? A majority of the responders said that they are frustrated with their current employer. And 
This one strikes me. This is where I got on my soapbox a couple of weeks ago. I got pretty aggro on this. Is that employers right now, listen, they're people too and they're stressed and this has been hard years for them. So I don't want to come down too hard. But a lot of employers aren't there, aren't doing a good enough job of making these environments wonderful to be a part of. It's the sports industry. It's fun. It should be a great place to go. It should be a wonderful culture. And that's not always being established. And people aren't taking a step back and saying, wait, how do I make this a great place to be? I told the story before about how I had a boss when I was working in the sports industry and I was at a media network and I will not mention who or what it was, but I can narrow it down. You can look at my resume. Jinkies. I'd probably tell you if you asked me privately, but I'm just not going to say it out here. Um, (laughs) I had a person who used to tell me all the time and tell my staff all the time, you should just be happy that you have jobs. You should just be happy to be here. And that's a terrible, terrible way to come to work. That is an awful experience to always feeling like I'm doing somebody else a favor by being here and that I'm not valued and that I'm not important to what we're creating. And and that's just a terrible, terrible, I hated coming to work to that for that person. I hated reporting to them and I looked for other jobs. So when you hear this data, 58% are employed in either actively or passively seeking a job. I don't think that's about the sports industry as a whole. I think you have to connect the dots here that it's the majority of them are frustrated with their current employer. I do have a worker hammering on my home right now, and I apologize. I do not have a soundproof booth. It is somewhat soundy, kind of proofy, but not great. So if you hear banging, that's my life happening in the background. I apologize. But I'm still going to get passionate about this. I'm still going to try to fire it up. Okay, so if a majority of people are frustrated with their current employer, I'm telling you, employers who are listening out there, make it a better work environment, right? The burden is on employers in all industries, and sports is no exception, to build a great culture that makes work rewarding. Here's crazy note, okay? Only 6.6% of the people who responded said that they were looking for other jobs because they wanted a more flexible schedule. It's not always about a flexible schedule. It's not always about working remote. Everybody right now is so pigeonholed, everybody being employers, it, it pigeonholed into thinking that, oh, well, my employees, they want to have a flexible schedule and work remote. So if I do those things, they're going to be happy. What we're finding out is that it's not just that. They want to feel rewarded and encouraged and like feeling like they're getting something. They have a purpose out of work. So do that for them. Help them see that. Okay. (sighs) That whole grind of sports, that whole you're just lucky to be here, doesn't fly anymore. And I don't know why I have to keep telling this, but it's crazy. There's too many employers that I know that operate in this fashion. Now, next point. Most people go to online job boards to find opportunities, which is good news for workinsports.com. Yay, winner for us. But they aren't devoid of problems either. See, we can be transparent. We can be open to criticism. So we put out this question out there and say, okay, what are your frustrations dealing with online job boards or any other way that you're looking at jobs? 66% of job seekers said that they first visit online job boards looking for opportunities, which is, again, amazing news for our business and puts a burden on us to keep making a great experience for all of you so that you continue to come back. Workinsports.com is the greatest job board for the sports industry ever created. Ever. Of all time. No hyperbole there. That is legit. I graduate with honors. But, okay, here's the frustration people have. Employers are not doing a good enough job making an open and communicative process. 
This is the massive frustration of job seekers. Apply for a job and not really hear anything. Even in an interview process, not being told what next steps are, not knowing what the timeline is. That line of communication, that respectful communication, and that's what this is about. This is about respect, right? That's not happening enough. And that's a major frustration for our job seekers out there. So if you're an employer, just posting a job and gathering resumes isn't enough. Like I really think that employers a lot of times are thinking, I will be getting somebody to work for me in the sports industry is like shooting a fish in a barrel. This is easy. But here's the thing, getting the right people in your right role so that you can have a committed and loyal employee takes more than that. You have to give information. You have to communicate well because you are setting the stage. I'm talking to employers now. The way you communicate with people throughout the process, you are setting the stage for their experience. You are letting them know how this is going to be if they say yes. And you're only going to get the best people if you provide the best experience from the moment you have that first touch with them, that first phone call, that first experience. Think about my friend, Jesse Cole, the owner of the Savannah Bananas, who, by the way, has blown up ever since he was on the Work and Sports podcast. I mean, the guy's on ESPN.com now. He's all over social media everywhere. Uh, you don't know Jesse Cole from the Savannah Bananas? Look him up. The guy's amazing. But what he always talks about is that from the number one time we the first touch with somebody until they come to the game and then even afterwards, we have to make every experience and every touch point special. And that frames that experience and makes it real to a person. You have to take that same process to interviewing, recruiting, hiring, onboarding, training, all of it. Make those experiences special or else you're not going to have a long-time employee, period. Just posting a job and gathering resumes is not enough. Okay. Candidates are frustrated by being ghosted. I mean, aren't we all? Haven't we all been ghosted in many different ways? I swear my wife ghosts me sometimes. Anyway, the point is, though, communication is something we're seeing in these survey results is majorly lacking. Not only explaining the timeline and explaining, um, you know, all the other details of a job, but also just being in touch and communicating. The other thing, the other, the other major thing that online that people are frustrated with in the job search process is online applications being really clunky. They're not smooth. They're not easy. It's a lot of, um, it's just a very clunky experience. So employers, you have to work on, and hey, us too, for when we make online application forms, we have to do a better job at making these experiences work for everyone, right? We have to do a better job of streamlining the process. So where can sports employers improve? Clear timelines. Okay, provide a clear timeline. Let them know what to expect every step of the way. Salary information. Everybody wants to have an idea on salary. They want to know how serious they're going to be about it. And the third one that they also said was contact information. Provide some contact information. Provide a resource. Provide a way to get information in your job posting, and you're going to have much better results. It's going to build some trust in that relationship, and that's important. All of our sports job seekers said, They are frustrated by no clear timeline, a lack of salary information, and contact information. Now, again, salary information, I think it's worth it to to have those conversations up front because you don't want to waste your time or their time. Like if if your salary is not aligned with where they want to be, just cut it off. Don't go through this whole process and not find that out until the end when you make an offer. Like we in our process at iHire Work in Sports, 
in the initial phone interview, we have that conversation, qualifying question. We have that conversation. We talk about the range of the salary and some of it depends on where they're located, but we have a range on salary and we want to know, is that okay? Are we in, in the ballpark? And if we're not, we're, we're okay. We're done here then. We don't need to be. It's okay. It's okay. No harm, no foul, but it's not, it's not worth it to go on any further. So we like that transparency and we're finding out now that sports job seekers really want that too and are not getting it. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's my money? Last couple of things. I don't want to go too detailed. Maybe it's just throw out a lot of numbers over and over again. It gets a little muddy for people. I understand that. So we're just going to hit a couple of key points. I'm trying to give you context as well. Let's talk about frustration. This is crazy. 49%, almost 50% of job seekers said they, in the last year, applied for jobs that they were overqualified for. Overqualified for. 50% of people are like, well, I may be overqualified, but I'm going to try to apply for this job anyway. That's messed up. That's too bad. I want people to apply for stuff that they're qualified for or they're reaching for a little bit. Like, so there's growth there. To go apply for jobs that you're overqualified for is frustrating. And I feel for everybody that has to do that. And the other thing that they're massively frustrated about is standing out from other job applicants. They don't know how to stand out from other job applicants. I'll tell you how. Here's a mistake everybody makes. Not everybody, but a lot of people, they apply for the wrong jobs. They apply for jobs they are not necessarily a match for, or maybe they are way too overqualified for, or they apply for just every job that comes up available for their local team. And that's not the match that employers are looking for. Employers are looking for somebody that has the right skill set that they're looking for, that has 60% or 70% or 80% of the requirements that they're looking for on their skill set. If you don't have those things, don't apply for that job. Like I wouldn't apply for a job in software development. Like even if I really want to work for the company down the street, I wouldn't apply for that job because I don't have that skill set. Too often in the sports industry, people are applying based on the team or the organization that they want to work for rather than the skill set that they have. Change that line of thinking. Okay. So that's a number one way to stand out from other job applicants is have the right skills for that job. I know it sounds obvious, but it's the truth. Okay. All right. Now, what are we hearing from sports employers? I'll go through this quickly, right? It's interesting stuff though. What we're hearing is that they're actually dealing with what they would call a net zero churn rate. What does that mean? We're just talking about the great resignation, like all these people being like, I'm out of here. I want something better. I don't want to work late at night. And I don't want to have this problem. And I don't want to work weekends. And I want to make more money. What we're finding is, is that there's just as many people that are saying that and getting out, okay, but are also just as many people in other industries saying, well, I don't want to be doing this. I want to go work in the sports industry, which I'm interested in and I love. So Yes, people are dropping off and leaving the sports industry, but just as many people are flooding into it and wanting that change. So it's somewhat flat. But when there's churn like that, there's a lot of job openings and job filling, that means there's opportunity. So know that there is opportunity out there for you. Sports employers are still seeing a large number of applicants, but they're still also very frustrated by the fact that a lot of those applicants are just fans and they're not looking to hire fans. They want to hire skilled assets. So make sure your skills match the the need of the employer. That's how you stand out. I'm just going to keep reiterating that over and over and over again. And don't over apply. Again, teams, leagues, organizations, they track when you apply for jobs. If they know that you're applying for just every job they have out there, that screams out that you're a fan. You're not interested in this particular job. You're just interested in working for this team or this organization or this agency. 
And that does not bode well for you. So apply for jobs you are a match for. Be more selective in your process. And then you won't be as frustrated by ghosting and other things because you'll be the candidate that they want to hire. They want to be around. They want to know. So if you put yourself in that position, that's when you become powerful. All right. That's my little review of the state of sports hiring. We are going to, we have published it and we will put it on the show notes for this episode as well. So make sure you tune into that. Again, Mike Nelligan on Wednesday, CMO of Vayner Sports. Super cool conversation that I'm excited to have and, and publish for all of you. So make sure you tune in for that on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. Subscribe. Remember to smash that button. I just wanted to say smash that button. Remember to set up automatic downloads through Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. And if you listen on a different different device, maybe you listen on Spotify, maybe you listen on Amazon Music, maybe you listen on your Android phone. Figure out a way to make it automatically download because we are your favorite podcast and you don't want to miss this show, right? All right, who's with me? Thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in to you next week or Wednesday, whichever comes first. 